0: here we go nfc championship game san francisco 49ers and los angeles rams keys to victory how will those 49ers beat those rams for the third time this year for the second time in a row on their turf and what's the latest injury report look like for those 49ers getting ready for sunday coming up right now you are locked on 49ers your daily san francisco 49ers podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Live. Keys to victory. This is fun, Croc, as we end our week getting ready for games here in the playoffs and, and doing the live thing. And just seeing how excited everybody is, seeing a bunch of people already jumping in. To the chat, Um, fire emojis, beat L.A. Yes, beat L.A. indeed. 49ers are primed to have a huge presence once again at SoFi Stadium as the 49ers face the Rams in the NFC Championship game for the right to play in Super Bowl 56. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you here at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker. If you're listening in your car on the way to work Friday morning, thanks for making us your first listen every day right here on the Locked On podcast network yes as uh nick says in the chat here hit that like button hit that subscribe button as yeah. well rock how fired up are we on this uh thursday evening getting ready for another nfc championship game with those 49ers
1: they're extremely excited you know and I, I start kind of like looking around a little bit and i'm like you know what there's only four teams left and you know, it, it, obviously we know, okay, 49ers, NFC Championship game, but it's just kind of thinking about it that way, kind of put things into perspective. There are a lot of Locked On Network podcasts talking about the draft, getting ready for the offseason. What changes are their teams going to make? 49ers right now, we're still talking about getting ready for the Los Angeles Rams. It's, it's an exciting time.
0: Oh, it's absolutely an exciting time here for the 49ers. And one last run for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, George Kittle today talking about and and really Jimmy G's teammates coming to his defense this week, and uh, clearly he's got the locker room and, and and he is the leader of this football team. And every Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Jaquaski Tart, everybody talking so um, uh, amazingly about their leader, about their quarterback, and Jimmy Garoppolo, and and following him into the fire. So um, I know some analysts can point some things out with Jimmy Garoppolo. I know we have on this podcast, but this is Jimmy Garoppolo's show and the 49ers are believers. And what's interesting is George Kittle, even in his comments earlier Thursday, it it was almost past tense talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think everybody knows everybody knows Jimmy included that this is it. This is the last run for Jimmy G. Does it end Sunday or do they get to play one more Sunday after this? And I can't wait. And I'm all on board with Jimmy G and I'm rooting for him. Uh, He's been through a lot. And he's not perfect, but he's the 49ers guy right now. Uh, and and I can't wait to see how this ends. It's, it's gonna be so much fun.
1: Well, Kyle Uzczyk and Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, it's been reported that they had a moment during the Rams game where it was like, man, this this might be our last time playing together. So they understand what the situation is. Kyle Shanahan touched on a little bit, kind of, you know, elaborating to the fact that hey, this is it's a is a business move. Everybody understands what's going on here. It's out in the open, you know, his his time is coming to an end, but hey, let's end it on a high note. And right now, right now the, the goal is be L.A. so you can potentially, you know, win a Super Bowl. And they all have the same goal. I think every player in that locker room, that's what their goal is right now. They're focused on how to achieve that, and I don't think anything else
0: matters. Jimmy Garoppolo on the injury report, uh, fully participating in practice, though, this week. He's got the shoulder. He's got the thumb. He's playing. As far as Jimmy's concerned, he's 100% and ready to go. Nick Bosa had a rest day. Alex Mack had a veteran rest day. They fully participated in practice, though. Thursday, Elijah Mitchell limited at practice. He didn't start the week practicing, but he was limited and back, and he should be ready to go for the 49ers on Sunday. Jeff Wilson still not practicing this week with an ankle injury. Uh, The two biggest ones, though, that that are the biggest question marks coming in to this game were Ambry Thomas with his – bruised knee, a uh, bone bruise in his knee, and he was actually a full participant in practice Thursday, which leads you to believe Ambry Thomas is going to be available and active for the NFC Championship game. And Trent Williams, ankle injury last week, hobbling around, still not practicing as of Thursday, still has one more practice Friday to try to be limited at least and then uh, and get ready to go. If it's not Trent Williams, it's going to be Colton McKibbitz at left tackle for the 49ers so i think every 49ers fan out there everybody in the chat right now say a little prayer for trent williams ankle yeah
1: that's a guy that you're you're definitely gonna need and i I wonder when it happened. did it happen when he did that kind of motion fullback lead because some guys kind of fell on his legs and after that i think he came to the sideline for a player so i wonder if it was that that kind of
0: it might have been that play because he did get fallen on a little bit it looked like and i know during that play, he didn't have a wrap on his ankle, and when they ran that play again later, he did have his wrap on his ankle uh, when he went in motion He was in the backfield again. And by the way, make that a staple. Keep him back there. Kyle Shanahan talking about that in his press conference this week. He said, well, it's not a new play. We've been running that play forever in this offense, uh, but you know, usually it's a fullback. It's Kyle check back there, or then they started using a tight end, or they'll put a wide receiver in motion back there. They'll put a running <laughs> back in motion back there, and – Thought, why not? You know, Trent Williams actually joked about it. Put me back there. And in walkthroughs last week, they installed it. They said, you know what, Trent? That's a great idea. Let's do that. And I feel sorry for anybody who's out in front uh, on the edge there. It was uh, number 52 last week. Whoever's out there, just get, get out of the way. Don't be a hero of Trent Williams coming in motion for you.
1: That was something you do on Madden, where you're just trying to find any advantage. And it's like, you know yeah. what? Let me put a let me put a left tackle at fullback. Yep, Go exactly. out there and lead block. And uh <laughs> For at least for that play, it worked.
0: See some prayers, see some prayers here in the chat for Trent Williams. I like that. Uh, it's all hands on deck, it's everybody is going to be needed in this game. And uh, one of the 49ers' best players, Trent Williams, would be nice if he was out there. Uh, looking at the other side real quick, just rolling through the uh, injury report for the Los Angeles Rams, Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle, uh, was a full participant in practice. He's been dealing with a knee injury, he was limited to start the week. Taylor Rapp, concussion protocol has been limited in practice. Uh, Van Jefferson, wide receiver three, knee injury, didn't practice to start the week, and he's been limited in practice. Another offensive lineman, Joe Noteboom, has a chest injury and has not practiced yet this week. So those are uh, the bigger names on the injury report so far this week for the Los Angeles Rams. Both Rams and 49ers, though, do have another practice Friday to get everybody right and get everybody ready to play Sunday. Before we get into the 49ers keys to victory, Croc, we we had a nice conversation with Travis Rogers, the host of Locked on Rams yesterday. If you didn't hear that crossover pod, go check it out. If you were, if we were doing the Rams podcast right now, but put your, put your Rams analyst hat on. What do you think is the number one key to victory for the Rams coming into this game? What do you think they're preaching about in the Rams locker room this week?
1: You know, I think it's something that we've heard other teams say, and it's make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you. Remember in the, in the Super Bowl with the Kansas city chiefs, like that's what they were all woofing about after the game. Like, you know, and you get paid all this money, but we're going to make you have to beat us. And unfortunately in that game, Jimmy wasn't able to make the throws to lead the 49ers to victory. But you know, if I'm the Rams, I would play man coverage on the outside because the 49ers don't throw go routes. I would uh, cheat my safeties up and yeah, make, make Jimmy Garoppolo beat us down the field. And if he does, then okay, we can adjust accordingly. But we've kind of seen the 49ers, the way that Jimmy Garoppolo wins that quarterback isn't so much throwing the ball uh, vertically, especially on the outside. So that's what that's what I would do.
0: I do know one of the things, Raheem Morris was quoted this week saying that uh, last time they played, George Kittle famously said that it was going to be a body bag game. And I think I, I think the main message is going to be Match the 49ers intensity. Don't get bullied out there in your own stadium because uh, the 49ers have done that twice. Very much so did it on Monday Night Football. I think uh, the, the Rams did a better job of matching intensity later on in the season, and I think that was maybe a wake-up call from the 49ers game earlier on in the season on Monday Night Football. Um, but he said, yeah, um, and they and they put us in the body bag last week, so let's return the favor this week. That was Raheem Morris's message to uh, the team this week. So uh, this is going to be an intense one, and I think both teams are going to come out and, and try to impose their will on the other side, can the 49ers come out on top on that physicality matchup? I think they can. And I think that's one of my keys to victory coming up uh, in just a moment. And yes, we will get to those keys to victory here next. But I want to let the folks out there know about Get Upside. If you're listening to this podcast in your car on the way to work and you're going to get gas anyway, download the Get Upside app first and go get yourself some free cash back every time you fill up, every gallon of gas, every time you get gas. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. It's super easy, and there is no catch. All you do is you select which deal you want at whichever gas station you want. For me, I open up the map. It's a gas station right down the street where I already get gas anyway, and I get cash back after getting gas, and then you can... Cash out anytime you want from your GetUpside account right into your bank account. You can cash out into PayPal. You can buy an e-gift card, Amazon card, whatever you want, tons of other brands as well. Not just gas either. There's also deals on food and other things with the GetUpside app. So just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN with the GetUpside app. And you know what you can do with some of that money? You can just flip that around and make even more money, just making money over money by betting on those San Francisco 49ers. For some reason, they're three and a half point underdogs, even though uh, it's looking more and more like they're going to have a, a somewhat of a home game again at SoFi Stadium this Sunday. Bet Online wishing everybody a happy betting new year as we continue through the March to the playoffs and the Super Bowl and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website as well to sign up at today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to get started. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, poker, blackjack, you name it. You can play at Bet Online a g tons of props for these playoff games and tons of Super Bowl props as well so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2022 season Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports Bet Online where the game starts Cook here Cook Smoke Sports he says I want number six Heck yeah let's go get number six It's about time the quest the quest for six has gone on for way too long Croc yeah, way too long the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers at SoFi. Uh, I talked about it a little bit there. I think intensity, I think physicality. Um, and that starts up front for me. It starts with the offensive line. That is gonna be my first key to victory today, Croc. Um, you would like to have Trent Williams back, but even if he's not out there, Colton McKivitz, you had a gold helmet next to your name on the 49ers draft board for a reason. Go out there and and block some superstar players. You're gonna see uh you're gonna see Von Miller you got to block him because the, the Rams' pass rush was as good as we've seen it all year last week against the Buccaneers. But, again, they had a banged-up offensive line. So can they take advantage of another banged-up offensive line with McGlinchey already out at one tackle? And yeah. we saw how the struggles for Tom Compton were last week. And then if potentially Trent Williams is not playing, you've got another replacement in there on the other side at left tackle. So that's a huge key for me is, is up front not only protecting Jimmy Garoppolo, but running the ball, staying in front of the sticks, making those third down conversions easier. And I think to even take it a step further, that physicality extends to the rest of the team. Like the 49ers have one of the best run blocking tight ends, blocking tight ends in the NFL, maybe the best in George Kittle, that physicality, the wide receivers block their asses off. Debo Samuel is one of the most physical wide receivers in the league. Juwan Jennings, it's a price fight every time he steps out onto the field. He'll block you as well. So uh, the physicality extends, and that's where a lot of those big runs come from is wide receivers blocking down the field as well too. So beat them up and make them not want to play anymore by the time you get to the fourth quarter.
1: You know, well, we, we've we heard the uh, 49ers officer coordinator Talk about that, you know, just the emphasis that they put on blocking and how your block can help spring a a run. And and when you don't do your job, look how many yards, you know, we don't get, you know, kind of wasted yards type situation. So I think them putting the emphasis on that, and people say they do, but I think they go, like, above and beyond to really show exactly how every person is so important in the run game. I think the receiver is doing an exceptional job. Uh, blocking downfield hell I remember last season against the Packers uh, you know 49ers without a ton of players because of COVID but Richie James he was out on the edge blocking guys like uh, not Z'Darrius Smith but the other Smith brothers so they take blocking extremely serious at all levels and I think that physicality really you know kind of shows itself throughout the roster.
0: Some Danny Brunskill love in the chat here. Uh, yeah, and Aaron Donald sounds like he's pumped for this game, and maybe wants a little revenge on Daniel Brunskill. So that's another big matchup. Can Daniel Brunskill continue to win, or at least stalemate with Aaron Donald, which is a massive win if you're stalemating the best defensive tackle in the NFL? And Aaron Donald talked about how uh, they're going to go in there and they're going to they're going to go win their matchups, and and they're going to they're going to dominate this game. So the 49ers have their work cut out for them up front with uh, with some talented star players there on on the on the Rams front, but I just I feel comfortable with the way the 49ers play the Rams. I'm not worried about all of a sudden that pass rush just destroying the 49ers because they have not they have it in six straight I, meetings, right I hear you I hear you
1: but it's you know it, it is one of those that at any moment it can get you we know how dominant Aaron Donald is hell I remember watching the game 49ers versus Rams I want to say it was maybe Kyle Shanahan's first year with the 49ers, so McVay's first year. And Aaron Donald had like four sacks in the first half (laughs) over that like left guard center type spot. I mean, he was constantly in the backfield. So, yeah, the 49ers have done an an extremely good job uh, protecting the quarterback against the Rams. But, you know, watching Von Miller last game, how he was rushing, I get it, like everybody said, Buccaneers, a little banged up. But just how he was screaming off of that edge and that left tackle having no answers, I, I I won't go as far as to say like oh I'm not worried at all, you know. But it is something where you definitely want to figure out different ways to neutralize it.
0: Didn't have Dan Brunskill on that offensive line back then, though. So. They
1: did not have Daniel Brunskill. Well, and yeah. the the Bucks didn't have Daniel Brunskill. Maybe that's what the issue was. <laughs>
0: that's true. <laughs> Von Miller, did did he have extra juice that wasn't there earlier on in the season, even just a couple of weeks ago? Because oh, I've man. been watching Von Miller and was like, where's that dude I remember from the Broncos? And, it was like, and last week was the first time I was like, oh, oh, crap, there he is. Yeah. I, he, was, he was flying off the edge. That textbook, you know, give him the long arm. He's so good at having full speed around the corner with that, that bend and that flexibility. But you know, that's textbook Von Miller from back in the day. And that's really the first time I'd seen a lot of that since he's been on the Rams.
1: Yeah, it was crazy that day, right? I mean, watching them against the Bucks, and I, I've said it. It looked like somebody injected 2015 into his veins, and he was firing off that ball. And maybe it was one of those things where, you know, you get in a, a rhythm, and you look at the person, your opponent are, are across from you, and you just see that, you know, blood in the water, and he just attacked like a shark. And, you know, when you're going up against Trent Williams, and you look across, and it's like, damn, I got to deal with this guy for how much longer? Another 30 minutes in this game? Like, you know, and just – you know, you lose a little juice, but when you're whooping somebody's ass all game, you know, you just got a little bit extra juice flowing. So hopefully 49ers and Trent Williams plays can kind of get out on them early and kind of, I do want to say make them quit. I don't think Von Miller is that type of guy, but take a little bit of the edge off of him.
0: And Nate in the chat mentions Floyd as well on the other side. So, you know, it's not just Donald Miller either. They've got some other players there on that defensive line that can get oh, after yeah. the quarterback for sure. Um How about this key to victory, which is a good one. It was on my list. I wasn't going to bring it up next. And, and Kroc, I'll go to you next here. But Chris says, my key to victory, speed up Matt Stafford's process. I I thought he was going to stay stat Padford for a second. Speed up his process. Yeah, I mean, that's it. So flipping from the offensive line to the defensive line, Niners got to get pressure. No doubt about it. Make things difficult. Make him make mistakes because you got to win that turnover battle, right? And I know that's going to be on your list here coming up in a second. But, um Go get Matt Stafford, make his head spin, make life difficult, make him make mistakes and throw you the football because when the 49ers get those turnovers, uh, that just makes everything so much easier.
1: You know, I think the biggest thing is how, how do you make him throw you those passes, turn the ball over? And that was really my main key to victory. It's make them one dimensional. You know, you shut down the run to where they just can't move the ball that way. Now, almost like a Jimmy Garoppolo, right? All right. Uh, you know, wouldn't know how terrific of a quarterback Stafford is, and he has he shows some really high level throws, really high level moments. But he also, the more he throws it, the more opportunity there is for him to put the ball in harm's way. And you know, I think that's where you could potentially get him. You know, I saw a stat and they put uh Jimmy Garoppolo and Matthew Stafford's stats side by side, and Jimmy actually averaged more yards per game in the two matchups this season, Matthew Stafford. Through four touchdowns, four interceptions, the two each game. Matter of fact, through five touchdowns because one of his uh, interceptions was a pick six going the other way by uh, Jimmy Ward. So, you know, those are the things that you want to do to kind of get them behind the sticks, get him pressing a little bit, have his wife throwing pretzels at people on the stands, you know, get get a, get the whole staffer family a little frustrated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. frustrate everybody and, and making them one dimensional stop in the run is where where that begins and then you can pin your ears back and really go after him. And, and um, D'Amico Ryans can run some of his stunts and and some of his blitz packages and, and and really, and really do that thing. Um, All right. More keys to victory coming up there. There's so many of them, but there's one massive, massive key. That's my number one key that I'm going to end it with here. Um, But I want to let the folks out there know about, built bar because uh, new year new year's resolutions i hope yours is still going well and i bet it's going a lot better than uh not if you have built bar included in your new year's resolution plan built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar it makes it easier to stick to those resolutions you're trying to eat healthy trying to maybe lose some weight here's what you do you go replace all your snack hiding spots, right? And you know where they are in your desk, uh, at work, at home, in your purse, in your car, everywhere you reach for a snack that's not really good for you, go put Built Bars in those places so you can get a healthy snack for you that you can feel good about. 17 grams of protein in most Built Bars, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, only four grams of net carbs. And when things get boring in your diet, usually it's because you're missing out on things like chocolate. Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% 100% real chocolate. Tons of flavors. My favorite is peanut butter brownie. Crock, what's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Oh, cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. So, you can go with the box of cookies and cream, go with a box of peanut butter, or maybe a mixed box of Built Bars if you're not sure what to get or one of the, you know, one of the 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 fun new flavors they're coming up with all the time at built.com. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built dot com all right Croc. jimmy g he's got to be a key he's always a key is it
1: safe to talk about him
0: he's been a key all year long it's okay no we're we're rooting for jimmy g we we call him jimmy w for a reason we're on we do call him jimmy w we understand why his teammates love him Uh, i'm rooting for jimmy garoppolo
1: you think J.T. sullivan's been uh listening to the podcast
0: Yes, I saw that. JTO Sullivan. Uh, he, he named his episode about Jimmy G. Go check it out. By the way, the QB school on, on YouTube is is awesome. And and JT does such a, a fantastic job. By the way, what about JTO Sullivan? I wonder if there's some conversations behind the scene of him going to be in a quarterback coach, maybe for um, for Nathaniel Hackett's Denver Broncos. Now, UC Davis guy. JTO Sullivan, UT, uh, UC Davis, yeah, and then they just it, hired another defensive coordinator who was also part of that same early two thousands, UC Davis crew, get them all back together. Those are smart guys at UC Davis. Right. And uh JTO Sullivan, I don't want to lose the YouTube channel. So I hope he doesn't, but man, I, I hear some of the things he talks about, some of the stuff he draws up and it's like, man, he's got me sold. I would hire him as a quarterback coach in a second.
1: He He's not going to do it. I, I've heard people ask him that on his show um, when he does like the little live thing. And it's like, The way he comes off, he has no interest in being a a coach at that level. I think he coaches high school football right now. I think he has a fun time with that. And he does the YouTube channel just because he enjoys, you know, dropping like that knowledge on it. So uh, I don't think we'll see JT being a quarterback coach anytime soon. But extremely knowledgeable and knowledgeable what's going on at the quarterback position. I have not watched the Jimmy Garoppolo one yet, but I was intrigued once I saw him title it. Jimmy W
0: Jimmy W. Yep. we, we got to
1: train- patent that. we got to. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah. yeah, to trademark that. Yeah,
0: Jimmy W. All he does is win. Uh, he he was it, it was it was pretty cool because he was impressed with the way Jimmy played. And, and we talked about some of the missed throws and it didn't. It, there's the turnover worthy stuff that happened later in the game and the interception interception should never have happened because the 49ers should have pounded the end zone, but they had penalties in the red zone and the they should have maybe had seven on the on the board another time as well with the uh with the drop from george kittle so there was some good plays and some dime throws from jimmy garoppolo but there was some turnover worthy throws as well um but it's always fun to watch and, and jt i think is a fan of jimmy garoppolo just his his base and the way he is always ready to just fire off a fire off a pass and um and it was a really good breakdown it's always any anything jt breaks down is always worth a watch
1: a lot of the guys i know you know quarterback guys there there's like this uh Level of, I don't even want to say like fundamentals, but there's something with Jimmy Garoppolo's technique or mechanics that jumps off to them that they really like a certain thing that he does that I guess is not easy to do. And it's typically something which really, what he's really good at, his intermediate passes there, where he's able to snap some things off uh, like in a different way and fit some passes in there that a lot of guys aren't or aren't willing to even attempt. And Kyle Shanahan alluded to that as well.
0: You don't hear anybody calling Matt Stafford, Matt W. Am I right? Right. Right. Not at all. clear, uh, Clear win for the 49ers there Sunday when it comes to quarterbacks who win. Second to only, I've seen a ton of stats this week too. <laughs> Second to only Tom Brady uh, in, in winning percentage and fourth quarter comebacks and, and all those kind of stats. And, and you're right, that's that's Croc's category, man. Nobody he'd rather have, or very few quarterbacks he'd rather have than Jimmy Garoppolo. Two, I said two. Yeah.
1: I said there's a couple of quarterbacks I would rather have over Jimmy Garoppolo in the last three minutes. And I get hell saying that. I think he's big time in that moment. And- I've been saying that all along, right? And then the stat comes out, and I'm like, look, I was right. So I wasn't just making this up. He's only second to Tom Brady.
0: He shines, and he's got a short memory when he does make those mistakes, but we need a lot more good Jimmy than bad Jimmy. That's key. So that absolutely has to be one of the keys to victory in this one. Bad
1: Jimmy is part of the reason why he has to come back so so much, you know, those fourth quarter drives. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he loves to keep it close uh, one way or the other. He either brings you back and makes it close or uh, it makes that, that lead disappear a little bit quicker than you would like in some cases. Okay. Croc, any other keys to victory for you?
1: Uh, uh, last one, you know, and this kind of goes back to Jimmy Garoppolo as well, but establish the run game. And I think once that run game is cooking up and you can hit up some of those big plays, uh, big play actions, the one thing we haven't seen in the two matchups so far is that that big ball against the Rams. Now maybe that it's by design. Hey, get the ball out of your hands quick because they do have an Aaron Donald who can mess up plays in the snap of the fingers. They do have Von Miller who can kind of beat a guy off the edge when you're trying to do the big play action. But if they can kind of get that blocked up, maybe do a little max protection in that, you know, that Trey Lance, uh, corner post to Debo Samuel, they've done it with Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Can you get that play going? Can you get it matched up versus quarters? So, uh, that that would be something that I'm interested to see. Get the run game going, so maybe you can scheme up a big play. Haven't seen that yet.
0: Quick question: I was going to ask you on the other side when you were talking about the Rams' defense. What do you do with because you know we talked about their star players at on the defensive line? I, I think their linebackers can be had. I think especially when it comes to tackling, I think their their secondary can be had a little bit. But obviously, they have one superstar player in their defensive backfield. So Jalen Ramsey and he goes by the name of Eric Weddle. Oh,
1: oh, Jalen <laughs> Ramsey, that one.
0: Okay, yeah, that one. Eric Weddle, the thirty-seven. Like that was an interesting yeah. one, and I, he didn't play that bad. I guess he he played probably better than I expected in that last playoff game. Um, But Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey
1: was the interesting one last game. He got beat. Yeah, and it wasn't even not. I mean, yeah, he got beat on that touchdown, which mm-hmm. was weird. Off coverage, you know, his turn around. Uh, typically you want to keep your speed when you go to turn and run, uh, especially out of a backpedal. And I felt like he didn't play that with enough sense of urgency, I would say. So that was kind of interesting to see him play it that way, especially for Jalen Ramsey. But there were some catches he was giving up just right in front of him, five yards, you know, 10 yards, just these like repetitive. And I'm like, Ramsey, what are you doing? You know, like you, you are the best corner in the game. You're the best in the game, but he, I don't know the, the way he was playing. It was just interesting. So, um, uh, him playing on the outside, that was something a little different because we've seen him playing a lot as right. a nickel guy.
0: So that's what I was going to ask you. Do you put him on George Kittle or do you put him on Debo? I feel like there's diminishing returns. If you have him follow Debo around, because it would kind of just get him beat up in a way. Right. And uh, then you have matchups in other places with Iuke and, and with Kittle. Wow. I feel like middle of the field versus the 49ers is probably where you want Jalen Rams.
1: I would say nickel mm. and, and whether that's because, okay, I got Debo in the slot or because I'm the nearest guy to, you know, uh, uh, George Kittle and I'm able to cover him. If, if I'm the Rams, that's what I do.
0: Speaking of Debo, the first meeting, Five catches for 97 yards and a touchdown with five rushes and 36 yards and a touchdown. That was the first game where Debo Samuel got more than two carries in a game this season. And then he was off to the races as a a runner and a receiver the rest of the way. And and actually, he was more of a runner than a receiver for the next month or or two. And it's kind of stayed that way. He's had more carries since then than he's had receptions. Week 18 against the Rams. Four catches, 95 more yards, eight rushes, 45 more yards on the ground with a touchdown rushing and a touchdown pass. So another big game on deck for Debo Samuel. He seems to have a little extra. Maybe it was because of the Aaron Donald comments last year, not trying to pretend he didn't know who Debo Samuel was. He knows who Debo Samuel is now. Everybody knows who Debo Samuel is now. He has become a superstar in the NFL. Looking for another big game from Debo here because the 49ers to have to make some plays because the Rams are going to put some points on the board.
1: Did you hear when they asked him about him? I want to say it was either the last game or maybe the first matchup that they played. They asked Aaron Donald about Debo.
0: Yeah, and then you know? he tried to say who again, but then he laughed. and you know, Yeah, he, he
1: was talked. joking about it. I thought that was cool kind of make no. light of it.
0: Yeah it, yeah, it was – actually, I, I like Aaron Donald a lot. I think he's – he's um, Oh, he, 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 he's a good he's dude the, and he's freaking awesome. <laughs> but He's the, the boy, best defensive player
1: them? I've seen. He's the he's the most dominant defensive player I've seen of my generation. Now, again, I didn't get to watch Lawrence Taylor. But of my generation, just like how much this guy wrecks the game. Now, the 49ers don't see it as much because they've been able to neutralize him for whatever reason. I don't even know how. But – most dominant guy, man. Like with what he does, there was one play I saw him beat a guy inside and he had Ezekiel Elliott come to block him and he just like, with one arm, lifted Ezekiel Elliott off the ground, slammed him into the ground and hit the quarterback. And I was like, what did I just see? Like that, I've never seen anything like that.
0: Yeah, he's a a freaky guy. I would maybe... Say J.J. Watt prime before his injuries would be pretty near that category. Dude had 22 sacks one year, and he's playing inside, outside. He could do a lot, but, man, Donald probably even has the edge over prime. J.J. Watt, as far as recent, just insanely good defensive players. How about this? How about just put Debo on defense? He hasn't done that yet. I bet Debo would be awesome on defense, by the way.
1: He'd probably be a really good safety.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you. It'd probably be pretty good picking the ball off so get the ball in debo's hands have him return every kickoff too, every single one like not just the second half every all of them get the ball in debo Samuel's hands he did not touch the ball enough in the first half of that game okay my I've got one more are you done with your keys to victory cry I am done okay my last keys to, key to victory here is a big one uh and, and i want have a i want to shout out our listeners huge i want to go to Twitter where we had uh, one listener today from Australia page. She said 6 AM in Melbourne and getting the day started with my favorite podcast with at BD Peacock and at Eric underscore Crocker on locked on 49ers. Uh, and she is faithful to the Bay all the way from Melbourne, Australia and I see so much of this, and our podcast is global croc. And I'm hearing about people flying in from other countries, from Canada, from everywhere in the country, not only Northern California in the Bay Area, to go to SoFi Stadium to play this game. My last key to victory here, and it is a big one, and it is that takeover. It is all the red in the crowd at SoFi Stadium turning this from an away game into a home game when. Yeah. Vegas put that line of three and a half points out there. I think it was four or four and a half points actually to start the week right at while the Rams game was still going on last week. And if you got that number, more power to you. But uh, if uh, if they if the if the line is around three points, that's essentially Las Vegas saying that you are in a neutral site, it would be a pick'em game, right? Yeah, but the 49ers, if they turn this into a home game, that's a six-point swing. So you go from being three-point underdogs to three-point favorites. That's a six-point swing. That is a touchdown right there just because of the Niner Empire. The 49ers faithful showing up at SoFi Stadium. That makes a huge difference. It's going to make things more difficult on Matthew Stafford on offense when the crowd is loud. So uh, I got to shout out the 49ers fans, the invasion of SoFi Stadium, turning that into home game, turning it into Levi's South for the 49ers. That is absolutely felt on the field by the players and absolutely is an X factor in this game. And I think it's maybe the biggest key to victory is how the 49ers can take this thing over and it can really flip the momentum of a football game. And we've seen that happen. So shout out to all the listeners out there from everywhere across the world, traveling strong. There's none better in the NFL than 49ers fans.
1: Yeah. And, you know, talking about that atmosphere and the fans and it sounds like it's not just affecting the players it's affecting their families as well. You have wives out there trying to buy tickets. If people are, willing to sell them and so they can give them to fans and they, they know how important this is. I I think it was Matthew Stafford's wife coming out and saying, Hey, my husband had to go on a silent count at home. What like that? They weren't ready for that. They weren't prepared for that. And from the looks of it in the chat, from the looks of what I'm seeing on social media, they might have to be prepared for it this time around because it sounds like potentially 65% projected to root for the 49ers.
0: That's- oh, yeah. And, and how different the weather going to be going from single digits to 70 degrees? Uh, <laughs> Hollywood Hampton says to remind all the listeners and everybody who's going to SoFi to wear your sunscreen.
1: But you don't have to wear sunscreen in the carport.
0: Oh, that's the fancy carport. That's right. There's a there's a, a lid on that on that joint. So um just blow the lid off the joint. Then maybe the sunscreen will come.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised so, they didn't make it retractable somehow.
0: Th- there might be more. You were there, Crocker, and that made a huge difference, right? The, the 49ers crowd, especially when that thing turned later in the game, right? After they came back, uh from that 17-0 deficit. It's looking like there might be actually more. Yeah. I, I, that's crazy, right? It it well, yes, and no. I
1: mean, you know, it's it's their fault, right? Like you moved away for a number of years, yeah. Rams. That's your fault. You moved away, you gave you gave nobody no choice. There are a few Ram fans that stuck around, but a lot of the people there, you know, that you're in the LA, there maybe there's people that come that are casual football fans, but there are a lot of 49er fans, whether it's up and down the state. They said, what is it? I think I saw the stat in the chat 75% of the fans, uh, uh the tickets are being bought in California. Of those, it's 43% are from Northern California. You know, they ain't really coming up to watch the Rams, not at that percentage. So, nope. um, uh, and I'm pretty sure that out of state people coming in <laughs> that are buying tickets. Those are guys that those are people rooting for the 49ers as well. So it's, it's going to be interesting. And I think one big part about it, too, uh, 49er fans, for whatever reason, uh, maybe they're coming from Silicon Valley or whatever, but they just have enough money to pay six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars for tickets.
0: It's more important to them. that's what it boils down to It's more important to 49ers fans than the Rams fans in L.A. at least. It's pretty key. Awesome. All right, Croc. On that note, let's get out of here. I know you got another podcast to do. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen every day for your second listen. Go listen to Croc. He's about to record one right now. Locked on NFL draft podcast coming at you daily. I'm talking about the entire league daily with former NFL scout Matt Williamson on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Also right here on the network. If you want to get deeper into the sports betting world, check out your boy Q who is hosting locked on bets daily locked on today with Peter Bukowski. If you want to go uh, holler at, at Peter who also hosts locked on Packers. <laughs> I know like a lot of you guys like to give him stuff. Um, you can go find him in a couple of places here on the network and Croc and I will be back post game NFC championship, rapid react style. Go Niners. Talk go to Niners. you next time right here. Locked on 49ers.